and welcome to this week's Wolves Weekly exclusive to Wolves Radio. I'm Gemma Frith and I'm joined today, as I always am, by Mikey Burrows. Mikey, how are you doing? I'm okay, Gemma. Uh, it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? As we always talk about, we are much more than just the first team and that's probably yes. a good thing this week because we've had other things to take our attention, which we'll get to later on. But yeah, uh, frustrating after what happened against Brighton and and hopefully things will be put right down at Chelsea. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it, it has been a, a busy week. We've only got two weeks now until the end of the season, which has come around so quickly. I think when I looked at my calendar, I was still expecting it to be three or four weeks away, but a fortnight until that uh, that Liverpool game. So it's come around really quick, but there's still so much that's going to happen in these next few weeks. And there's still much, so much that has been happening as well. You know, this week's been a busy one, even though disappointment for us um, last Saturday at home, there's still been lots going on for the under-23s, for Wolves women, and just around the club generally, which we'll come on to a little bit later on. But... Um, yeah, let's let's get it out of the way. Um, let's start with Brighton last Saturday at home. It was a disappointing uh, afternoon, uh, if we're honest, Mikey. Our third consecutive loss. Um, where are we going wrong? Ah, that's uh, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Really, and something that I imagine Bruno and his staff and all the players will have spent the last couple of days trying to dissect and answer it themselves. I mean. We as supporters get, you know, incredibly frustrated and we ask these questions. And I don't think sometimes people quite realise just how much introspection there will have been into what happened. I know it took Bruno an awful long time to come out and do his press conference after the game last weekend. There will have been a lot of harsh words said in that dressing room. I speak to a lot of former players who've been in those situations, who know what it's like, and they know how honest things have to be. And if they are honest with themselves they will admit that that performance against Brighton was not good enough by their own standards that they themselves have set only a couple of weeks ago. And that's, the guess, the, the big point. This is not a, a long-term decline. This has been a rapid drop in the levels that they themselves have set themselves and performed to for the majority of the season because there is a reason why we are in eighth in the table. We are the best outside of those sides who have been competing in Europe and have the bigger budgets and push for everything. So it is not a drastically terrible situation to be in, but as you say, there are things that need to be worked on. There are issues in terms of creating opportunities and scoring goals. That's not new. We know that's been there all season. We are a little bit hamstrung by the fact that we're kind of missing one of our most creative players in Daniel Pedence at the moment. And our other forward players have struggled for goals and regular contributions. So that's that's what's hamstringing us in terms of scoring goals. And if you don't score goals, you'll find it very hard to get points. What we've struggled on at the moment is keeping them out. And that will be the biggest concern from last Saturday in terms of the manner in which the goals that we conceded. Because Brighton, we have to be honest, we're the better team, we'll look sharper you know, we don't have the biggest squad. We know this. We have a lot of players who've played an awful lot of minutes. And sometimes, sometimes, unfortunately, they are going to have an off day. And you can carry one or two having an off day. You can't carry the numbers having an off day that we had against Brighton. And like I say, Jem, it's not a, it's not a long-term decline. It's not a, a thing to panic about. But they will have been honest with themselves. They will have probably had some strong words, pointed a few fingers at each other, because that's what happens in dressing rooms when you lose. 
The reaction now is what is most important. What are they going to go out and do at Chelsea to go and show some pride in themselves for a start and go and get a, put on a performance and get a result down there against a team who, let's face it, are under a bit of pressure themselves because all of a sudden, Chelsea, having had a bit of a bad run themselves, are not necessarily guaranteed third place and, and going in the Champions League anymore. So they need to win just as much as we want to win to further our own European ambitions. It's a big game. This is what it's like at the end of the season. Everybody needs to keep their heads and focus on the one match that's coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the the frustration is coming from how how well we know that these players can play and 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 what these players are capable of, and that's where I think you know we've had some amazing moments this season, and it has on the whole been a very positive and successful season. If you look at where we are in the table, you know, compared to where we were in this position last year, obviously there was lots of factors at play last year. It's just like it's still been. A good season. It's it's very recent memories of those of those matches where we played exceptionally. So that's where I think it's frustrating that we're not seeing that level consistently. And I think that's why you know it was it was disappointing that we saw sort of many empty seats towards the game end of the game at Molyneux. And I think the players in Bruno who will be very aware of of, of where they um, need to improve uh, going forward. And now they've got the opportunity to do that away at Stamford Bridge on Saturday. Um, Chelsea had that shock loss, as you were saying, they're now sort of in a difficult position, had a shock loss to Everton on Sunday night. So they're going to want to bounce back from that, back at home. It's going to be a tough game, but it's an opportunity now to fix it, isn't it? Yeah, and look, so often down the years, these very same players have had the odd aberration and have then come back strongly and put on a good run of performances and results. So it is not beyond them. The one thing that I think that they will have focused on is that generally when they've conceded first this season they have not been able to pick up points only at Aston Villa have we come back from a losing position to pick up points this year so first and foremost we have to be at our best defensively especially at a place like Chelsea because we know that if we go behind on the basis of what's happened this season we're in trouble so that's the first and foremost Get the basics right defensively, do what we need to do, and then we can look down the counter. Now, in recent seasons, we have done that expertly at Stamford Bridge, Gem. Last year, we had a battling nil-nil, which kind of came at a really difficult period as well. And we fought and fought and fought for 90 minutes and got ourselves away with a goalless draw. We did a similar thing a couple of years ago where we very nearly stole all three points and they needed Eden Hazard to score a like, stoppage time equaliser from the edge of the box to, to stop us from winning there. So we know how to play against Chelsea. We know how to go there and do it. We, we, yeah, we haven't lost to them in the last three meetings, which is a pretty impressive record against oh, absolutely, yeah. a team, you know, who are the European and world champions, let's not forget. So we know we can do it. The point is, those players are the ones who have to go out there and execute it on Saturday. And knowing them as I do, and I don't know this group as well as I've done in past years, but you know them better than most because you see them day in and day out. You know how hard they work. Come Saturday at Stamford Bridge, I have no reservations that they will be 100% focused to go and do the job they need to do. Might not get the result, but that focus I expect to see back amongst every single player. 
Yeah, agreed, Mikey. There'll be there's been so much hard work going on this week, and as as there always is. So yeah, we'll see. We'll both be at Stamford Bridge on Saturday. They're giving you as much live coverage and updates as we can from the game. So um, yeah, fingers crossed that we have a better result on Saturday against Chelsea. But it hasn't all been doom and gloom this week, as we said, Mikey. Wolves women finished their league season on a high on Sunday, winning 4-0 at home to Loughborough Lightning. It was also a special occasion for Natalie Whiddle, who's announced that she was playing her final game that day for the club. I mean, she joined at the age of 10 years old, has been with them all the way through, through lots of highs and lots of lows. So now to leave on a huge high as league champions was a a really, really special occasion for her. Um, But their season, even though the league season's come to an end, it's far from over for them. They've got some big games still on the horizon. The County Cup final is coming this Wednesday night at Walsall, where they're going to be facing West Brom, a Black Country Derby Cup final. And in a little bit, we'll talk about the fact that's not going to be the only Black Country (laughs) Derby Cup final to come in the next month um so they're going to be battling out to get their hands on some more silverware um and then of course the playoff final stockport county against southern champions southampton is looming ever closer just two weeks away now and tickets for that are now available as well as the one at walsall so if you're not going to be joining us at molyneux on wednesday night for the manchester city game then get yourselves down there to support them and Hopefully, see them lift some more and uh, lift another trophy. Um, so, tickets are available for both of those. And Wolves are offering subsidised travel to the uh, playoff final on the 21st of May at Stockport County against Southampton. Um, so, all you have to do is make a small donation to the Wolves Foundation, and then they will um, provide coach travel there and back to the game. So, um, a really important one for them, and it will be so great to have as many of you there as possible. So, have a look and see if you can get yourself booked on some tickets for that game. Um, and hopefully we'll see you at both of those games. Um, but yeah, speaking of Black Country Derby Cup finals, the first one's coming on Wednesday, Mikey, for Wolves women. But it's also been a good week for the under-23s. They had a successful night at Molyneux, didn't they, Mikey? Yeah, they are continuing what has been actually quite a remarkable turnaround in form from the first half of the season when they kind of struggled. They were struggling in Premier League 2, Division 2. Things weren't going great. But they, they used the Premier League Cup almost to... Like sometimes teams use the FA Cup to play their way into form a little bit. Just before Christmas, they had a really impressive goalless draw away at West Ham, which doesn't sound that impressive when I just reel it off like that. But at the time, West Ham were a couple of points clear at top of Premier League 2 Division Mm 1. So they were arguably the best under-23 team in the country at the time. They had a number of senior players, respectively, in terms of 23s football and by that I mean they were 22 and 23 years old which (laughs) doesn't happen a lot Wolves average age tends to be around 18 19 and a six of their starting lineup that day had played in the Europa League five days earlier Wolves outplayed them on their own ground should have won the game had a goal wrongly disallowed we thought it was wrongly disallowed Jack Scott is adamant it was wrongly disallowed but they came away from it boosted full of confidence Senior players returned from loan spells and things and injuries, and they have put together a run of form. And and, uh, honestly, Gem, I don't say this lightly, they are so fun to watch. The football that they play is genuinely scintillating. And for the last two games in a row, they have scored in the first minute. They have gone out there from the first second. They didn't even kick off on Wednesday night against Middlesbrough. They won the ball back. 
The central defender, Justin Hubner, ran 40 yards with the ball. Oh they gosh. played some passes around. They put a cross in. And Lee Harkin, who's on a brilliant goal-scoring run, having signed a new contract recently, turned the ball home. That's what they play at the moment. They won the game 3-2. Luke Cundall scored a couple of goals again. He's in phenomenal goal-scoring form at the moment. And they just keep on going. And they are brilliant to watch. The fans who were there really enjoyed it. And as you say, now they're in the final of the Premier League Cup against West Bromwich Albion, a team that they beat 4-0 a couple of weeks ago. That doesn't always work out again in terms of like that in a final, but boy, are they good to watch at the minute. And if you want some kind of relief from the disappointment of Brighton, watch <laughs> the under-23s, because they are, honestly, it's so fun at the minute. I'm loving doing it. It's brilliant. And there's some really good young talents, Jen. Yeah, and it was it must be really exciting as well to have it at Molyneux. I mean, having a good turnout as well and, and, and having them there to support them and playing on, you know, at, at the home ground, at the stadium. That's they've done that quite a few times this season, but that every time it must be a really special moment for the for the players. Yeah, and you can see it in them as well. You know, like I, I said to Luke Cundall after the game, because listen, you know, he's played now in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, he's played at St James's yeah. Park, you know, <laughs> he's played in front of fifty thousand, sixty thousand crowds, right? So it's not it's not a big deal to him. But for some of the other guys and some of the younger boys, it is a big deal. And it does mean a lot to them. And there are some local boys in amongst it as well that it will mean even more to them just to play on Molyneux, whether there's a crowd there or not, you know, I mean You've seen the guys in our office when they get to play in a game at the end of the season. How you know, <laughs> how delighted they are just to just to be able to step it's onto true, that hallowed yeah. turf. So it, it's a big deal for them, and they are they have stepped up to levels now. Whereby you know James Collins mentioned after the game, the list of scouts that are coming to these matches now is getting ever longer. Mm. You know, the the work that has been done to try and grow the academy is starting to get to the point where it's really benefiting, not just sending players out on loan and therefore, you know, potentially selling players and getting financial stuff, but benefiting us in a first team. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen Maximilian Kilman come through in the last couple of years. We've seen Morgan Gibbs-White come through. We're now seeing Luke Cundall starting to, to bridge that gap between the 23s and the first team. And if players like Chem Campbell and Hugo Bueno continue to do what they're doing, then they will get there too. And those players like Kilman and Cundall and Gibbs White have shown the way. It's important now that these next batch of youngsters grasp that opportunity and they're doing it. And it's fantastic to see. Well, they've got that Black Country Derby Cup final on the horizon, but they've also got the playoffs coming as well, haven't they, Mike? It's a big few weeks for them. And very, very similar fixture lists to that of Wolves women. <laughs> they've got a cup final and then playoffs. Um, so... Is there any details yet on when we might hear what the what the fixtures or what the dates might be for those? Well, it's a very complicated situation. They're playing Norwich, basically, in the playoff uh, semi-final, a team that they beat away from home in the final game of the season, having made six changes. So that shows you the strength that Wolves have at the minute. But, and this is the issue, so because they they got home advantage, they get to play at Molyneux again. But obviously the first team takes priority and we have the Manchester oh, City I game see, to fit in and we have the Norwich game to fit in and now there is a Premier League Cup final to fit in which may or may not be at Molyneux. We don't know for certain what's the situation there. So basically 
It's very complicated, Jim. And when it gets this complicated, I like to step back and let people who are far more sensible than me sort it out and tell me where and when I need to be. Well, the updates as soon as we get them will be on the Wolves Academy Twitter account and on wolves.co.uk as well. So if you are keen to be there for those matches, as you should be, and, and if not, I'm sure we'll be streaming the games, won't we, Mikey, with your commentary as usual. So make sure you keep an eye out and uh, watch, watch the under-23s in action in what is going to be a big few weeks for them as well. We talk about it being a busy couple of weeks. Um, you had a very busy week last week with one pack week. Yes. I was watching the video on YouTube the other day. I mean, you were here, there and everywhere, Jen. <laughs> Yeah, there was lots going on for One Pack Week. We um, A lot of stuff was online, so across wolf.co.uk and on social media, sort of um, bringing back some of, some, of, some of our best sort of stories and videos across the year where we've done lots of things in equality, diversity and inclusion. Um, but then we also did a, I, I created an, an EDI video to sort of show supporters what we're doing behind the scenes that perhaps you wouldn't normally hear about because um, we've now actually got a external EDI working group. I keep saying EDI, I'm Equality, diversity, and inclusion, for, just for clarity. Um, I'll, but I'll, I'll say EDI because it's much easier to say. <laughs> um, we've now got an external working group, which means that there's a, um, a select group of supporters who put themselves forward because they're particularly passionate about the topic. Um, and they can come in and they speak to our EDI working group internally at the club. And they can help sort of come up with ideas of what would, what would make Wolves a better place to be. Um, for all supporters from all, all walks of life and they were actually really really shocked to hear about some of the things that we're already doing that perhaps you know we do and to us a second nature but we don't communicate that so it's and do you know what? it's been so exciting to put it together because there is there is so much going on and it's really heartwarming is perhaps not quite the quite the right word but it's just it makes you feel so good that we're part of a club that is doing so many good things on so many levels in so many different parts of the club you know not just the foundation um you know and we've got great disability and accessibility work and a, and a great disability access officer who does so much for our disabled fans with accessibility needs um but beyond that we've also got like lots of stuff that happens internally at the club and yeah if, if you're interested that's the sort of thing that um you might be interested in hearing more about we've got a lovely video about that on the wolves youtube at the moment so you can go check it out including our work with local police on match days to ensure that we're not just raising awareness you know when the players take the knee but we're actually taking real action to to change support supporters experience on a match day so yeah i mean there's been so much going on you know aside from just even even matches for the first team under 23s and wolves i mean there's so much going on and this week as well now that we've finished edi and one pack week last week this week we've been focusing on ask wolves which you may remember from last year um in march we announced that we were going to be bringing that back for another season because it was um it worked so well last year in terms of fans being able to submit their big questions to the people right at the top of the club and um we thought that worked really well and it, it seemed to go down well in the fact that we created this really honest communication channel between supporters and the club so we've brought it back again this year so johnny phillips has been back at molyneux and compton um recording that it's started production spoken to a couple of people already still some to go um so it'll be a couple of weeks still until that is released but really exciting to um to have those sorts of conversations and also i think I don't know about you, Mikey, but I think it's it, it it's quite unique, really, that we're we're at a club that is willing to have those open conversations, those open, honest conversations. And to be honest, probably it's not entirely always sugarcoated. It is sort of like this is the situation. Here are the facts, and they're trying to keep supporters really in the uh, in the know and 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 on the same page as them. And um, I think that's I think that's really special, isn't it? 
Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, there are some clubs who wouldn't want on their uh, official podcast or whatever we refer to ourselves as <laughs> to say the kind of things that we said at the start of it about the first team. But that's that's the situation, and you know, we're not necessarily here just patting ourselves on the back. It, it's it's a it's a, a community family effort mm, from everybody, absolutely. supporters, people at the football club. We all want the same thing. We all want Wolverhampton Wanderers to be a success. There are many ways of trying to achieve it. Not everybody is going to agree on the exact path to go down to get there. But that is the, fir- the f- fundamental element. We all want this club to be successful. We all support this club in every single way we possibly can. And I say, and as you've rightly said, when these interviews come out, people can listen to them. They can agree. They can disagree. But they are there. They yeah. are a record. And there are lots of places, lots of businesses that don't do that so we will wait and see when they come out when they are ready to go and i know there's an awful lot of work that goes into this <laughs> to try and get them as well so we look forward to it yeah production has started but it'll probably be a couple of weeks still so one to keep an eye out for as we nearer get, get nearer to the end of the season um but yeah so much is going to happen before that as well we'll both be at stanford bridge on saturday afternoon and then we'll see you next week at home for the man city game we'll keep you updated with the wolves women cup final as well lots going on lots to be involved with and we will see you soon